guess who? Two cities, same team, same result, Super Bowl champs, separated by over 20 years. Have it yet? Kirk Warner would know. I'm talking about the Rams of St. Louis, then Los Angeles. They started in Los Angeles, winning themselves the support of the city right next to the Raiders, their crosstown rival. The Raiders moved on to Oakland, then Vegas. The Rams, they relocated to the Midwest, St. Louis, where under the brilliant leadership of quarterback Kurt Warner, they became the greatest show on turf. The explosive offense went on to win it all in 2000. 20 years later, the Rams were back in L.A., Once again, they became the champs. Warner thinks his squad would have easily beaten the new Rams. Confidence hasn't left. Confidence and humility, they are not opposites. Knowing what you're capable of is an arrogance. Jesus knew that, and he called his disciples to do even greater things than he did. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're launching a new series today called No One Wins Alone. You know, everybody's going to be tired of hearing this, but I never get tired of saying it. There's one reason that I'm standing up on this stage today. That's because of my Lord up above. I got to say thanks to Jesus. You knew I was going to do it, but I got to do it. And secondly, I just say thanks to all of you guys. When nobody else believed in us, when nobody else believed in me, you guys did, and we're going to the Super Bowl. That's Kirk Moore giving praise to Jesus when his football team, then the St. Louis Rams, were heading to the Super Bowl. You remember that? Whether you're a football fan or not, Kurt's story is truly an underdog story. And in a moment, we're going to meet up with one of the directors from a new movie on Kurt's life. The movie's called American Underdog. You know, Kurt Warner, uh, and he was one of the first to say, to thank you, Jesus. You know, I remember as a Christian, that was the first time I'd heard somebody really do that. And he just really pointed to his faith. That's Andy Irwin, sharing about how Kurt Warner encouraged his own faith. Andy, along with his brother John, a.k.a. the Irwin Brothers, have brought us many wonderful Christian films like I Can Only Imagine, Steve McQueen, American Icon, and I Still Believe. And Andy will join us again shortly to share some insight about Kurt Warner's story and the process of turning that story into a movie. And we'll also hear some excerpts from the movie as well as Kurt Warner's testimony. That sound pretty good? Stay with me. And after the program, I want to send you a DVD copy of The American Underdog for your generous gift to this listener-supported ministry. Kurt Warner's story is filled with faith and family and, yes, football. It'll remind you, though, just how our purpose in life is for God's glory in all we do. Our number to call after the program is 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online and watch the trailer we put up and another excerpt from the movie, and you can make your gift there when you visit haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And now, based on Scripture... Let's open with the news, boys. On my own, I'm a losing fight. On my own, I'm never get it right. On my own, what can I do? On my own, I'm lost at sea. On my own, I'm drowning in this 
Because this is my time, sir. Because I know who I am and I know why I'm here. Because I've earned it. I've waited for it. I've bled for it. And I'm finally ready for it. I wasn't before. God knows I wasn't, but I am now. And I will not let you down. You put the ball in my hands and we will win. That's all, Kurt. That's an excerpt from the new movie called American Underdog, the true life story of football quarterback Kurt Warner. I'm Charles Morris here on a haven today called No One Wins Alone. And on the line with me from Nashville is one of the Christian filmmaking duo, the Irwin Brothers. Andy, so glad you could join me again here on Haven today. Give me the elevator pitch, you know. What's American Underdog all about? Charles, it's good to be with you. I, you know, I think um, Underdog, it, it, it's in the title. It is the ultimate sports underdog story. And I remember being on the sidelines of uh, the Super Bowl in 2002. I was a cameraman uh, for Sports Networks. And uh, I just remember watching this Kurt Warner story play out larger than life. And it was this guy that went from bagging groceries at the supermarket, trying to make ends beat, supporting his family to getting one last shot at his dream in the NFL and made, uh, it was a long shot to make the team. And next thing you know, he's starting for the St. Louis Rams. Hmm. And he had this Cinderella season that went from being a nobody to leading them to the Super Bowl hmm. uh, as the, you know, uh, most uh, underrated, undrafted, uh, you know, rookie of all time. And so it was just this amazing story of him fighting for his family, fighting with, you know, with his wife for this dream of keeping their dream alive. And and then ultimately uh, finding that in his faith. And it was just a beautiful story to tell. So I remember when I watched it on the sidelines of that Super Bowl saying, you know, that's really intriguing. I want to know the rest of the story. I had no clue that 20 years later, my brother and I would be directing the movie. And so uh, it was a, it was a dream come true. Well, and what a perfect story for someone who's a Christian to come through all that. So let me ask you, Andy, why was Kurt Warner the perfect character for a movie called American Underdog? You know, Kurt Warner, uh, it's just really amazing. I remember, you know, most people remember from that Super Bowl when he won it of him standing up, pointing to heaven and say, and he was one of the first to say, 
you know, I'd like to thank uh, my Lord and Savior up above. And he said, thank you, Jesus. And there's this moment, you know, where he just, you know, I remember as a Christian, that was the first time I had heard somebody really do that. And he just really pointed to his faith and uh, and his relationship with his wife, Brenda. And it was a partnership between the two of them. I think the thing that made it really compelling was not what people remember of what happened on the field. It's the part of the story that they don't know of what happened at home. Mm. And, you know, he stepped into this family, uh, married a single mother uh, who was struggling to make it with a special needs son and he just stepped in and started fighting for this family and they went to the as low as you can go uh where they absolutely had no money and were struggling to stay afloat and brenda fought for the dream as much as kurt did and they were a team and so when they won that's why every time he won a game he would run up in the stands and find his wife mm-hmm. with her marine spiky haircut and <laughs> uh and they would have a moment together because he felt like it was brenda's win as much as his and so it was a beautiful story uh, of this, this couple fighting to stay together through their faith hey i don't know where we go from here i don't know what comes next but this we did this we did this together i love you i love you too we did it an excerpt from american underdog which is the true life story of football hall of famer and super bowl champ kurt warner andy how does somebody's faith work its way out as they play a sport or live their life. Yeah. Especially when somebody like Kurt Warner gets famous and he was already a Christian. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, I think for, for those that have a moment of impact and what Kurt was able to do, uh, it was about it being more than football of knowing his purpose of why he was there. And, and, you know, I think that's his character arc in this story is this guy that it's all about his dream and being a big deal and being famous uh, and being a star and that his worth was in football. But in the journey, he discovered that his worth was in so much more than football. It wasn't about a ball. It was about a a destiny that God had a purpose for him to uh, use his platform to inspire others. And it was ultimately about him fighting for his family. So when he got back to that dream later in life and finally got his chance to start an NFL game at age 27, which is ancient by NFL standards, mm-hmm. uh, he knew why he was there and what he was doing it for. And it wasn't about just being a football player. It was about uh, fighting for something bigger than himself. And I think that's where his fate became real. And I think that's what prepared him for success. Isn't that interesting? People like Kurt Warner and other Christians who I've met who have become successful didn't start out trying to be successful. I find that ironic, don't you? You know, I think it's the, the whole idea of success is uh, is kind of a, a bit of a deceptive thing, you know, because I think people that chase it, you know, the ones that chase it that, you know, still accomplish something of worth, I think have to come to a moment of a death of a dream. Mm. Uh, to where then they kind of rediscover it, you know, in that kind of hero's journey, dark night of the soul. But then others, I think it's kind of, you know, greatness is kind of thrust upon them. It's not something that they intended to find. It was something that they were kind of created for a moment. And I think, you know, as a Christian, I really believe that success or greatness or whatever uh, is not something you can own. It's not something that you can hold on to. It, 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 it passes through your hands like sand, but it's a stewardship thing of I'm going to be given a moment in time 
where you have a platform and what are you going to do with it? Because that moment will last. And guys like Kurt Warner, because of what he went through, and for Kurt and Brenda, uh, when that moment came, they were prepared and they, they knew who they were and they knew they were there for a reason and they didn't waste it. And I think that's what has things that really kind of dent the universe. Hmm. Looking at that life story of Kurt Warner, who you've gotten to know so much more, having made a movie on his on his life and and in his career, uh, more than when you just were filming him, you know, yeah. as a sports videographer at one time in your life. Why is this an important message? His message. Why is it an important message for people to hear today? You know, it's really been amazing to watch it strike a chord with people, particularly men, um, you know, because I think there's something universally relatable about fighting for your family. And I think to a certain extent, a lot of people over the past two years have felt like underdogs. They felt like the world stacked mm -hmm. against them because of mm -hmm. what people have had to do, go through to survive, you know, whether it's COVID or, or all the different things that have put people at a disadvantage. And I think you know, I feel, I feel like they feel like, you know, I can't get any lower than I am right now. And is there ever kind of a moment where I'm going to win again? And I think for Kurt, that tenacity of not giving up and of believing that God had a big plan for his life. And then God using all of that pain, not wasting any of the pain to give him something to say. Mm. And so that when the moment came back, he was ready for it. I just think that that speaks to most people that watch it. And, you know, one of the things I love doing is now it's out on you know, digital and home video and everything. And it's also been playing a lot on airplanes. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and so when I'm on a flight, like a Delta flight, I love when I have to step up to go to the back of the plane for the restroom. I love walking back up the aisle and seeing how many people are watching Underdog, but watching uh, men watching the movie and seeing the ones that are at the end of the movie and they're trying so hard not to cry. Not to cry. Play. And I get a kick out of it. It's one of my like little delights in life. And, and knowing that, not knowing I had anything to do with it, but just watching how they respond. It's, a, it's always a delight. Grown men can cry, can't yeah, they? Yeah, Especially yeah, on a story yeah. like this. Yeah. Five years ago, you were stocking supermarket shelves in Iowa. Now you're a Super Bowl champion, an NFL MVP, a Super Bowl MVP. What message does it send to people? I thank all the players, all the coaches, my family, everybody for believing in me and... Uh, I got to give the praise and glory to my Lord and Savior up above. And we're world champions. How about the Rams? Well, Andy, you guys just, you and your brother just keep getting better. Let me ask you, though, how do you do a Christian movie that you want to entertain and draw in a non-Christian audience but still get the gospel in there as well. Yeah, I think I think for us, John, my brother John and I, we 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 love to tell stories of redemption, and we do true stories. Mm -hmm. And so we look for stories that in, in its DNA has an earned moment to kind of make faith matter, and to kind of be outwardly focused to an outward world to explain the things that we hold dear. And kind of earn that moment. And so when we find a story like American Underdog, where it's just naturally in the story, we light up because that's the kind of stories mm -hmm. we tell. You know, we've got a couple other movies coming out that have that in it. There's Jesus Revolution is a movie that my, my brother mm -hmm. just finished that'll be out in February. And then there's mm -hmm. another one uh, called Ordinary Angels with Hilary Swank that uh, our friend John Gunn directed that'll be out uh, later next year as well. Both are just fantastic stories of true stories of things like that. 
when we find a story like that, we dig in and we just love sharing that with an audience because there's power in our stories. Um, and, uh, and so Kurt Warner was one of those that for us, we couldn't believe that it hadn't been told and we mm. couldn't believe that we got to be the ones to tell it. And mm. so, uh, it was a tremendous privilege to share this story with the world and I can't wait to see it continue to grow and find its audience. Kind of gets you up in the morning, doesn't it? When you're in your line of work. <laughs> it does. It's our purpose. It's our purpose. <laughs> All right. Do you, do you mind praying? Yeah, absolutely. I would love that. Okay. Why don't you just pray that, uh, people can understand Christ more and be led to Christ through the story of uh, Kurt Warner then. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would love to, I would love to pray for that. Lord Jesus, we just thank you so much for the opportunity to talk and tell stories. What a privilege it is to kind of share other people's experiences of knowing you. Mm-hmm. And Lord, I just pray for just the radio program, the people that listen to this, that they would be moved to want to explore more and know more about you. I pray that you would just uh, draw hearts towards yourself and Lord, specifically with Kurt's story and, and the, just the story of uh, somebody struggling to keep their family together. I just pray that those that are listening that feel like they're at the end of their rope and that they don't know how to kind of hold it together, that they would in that uh, maybe be drawn to a story like this and see that in your darkest hour, in your worst pain, that, that Lord, you're a God that doesn't waste that and you're a God that invites uh, uh, a relationship to give that meaning. And I just pray that you continue to do that. Lord Jesus, we love you. And thank you so much for all that you've done for us. And pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Andy, thank you so much for joining us here on the program uh, to talk about American Underdog. Thank you, Charles. It has been a pleasure to talk with you. Love what you guys do. Amy, she lives down the street. And her husband left her just last week. She feels like giving up, but she's holding on to hope. John lost his job six months ago. He's got a wife, three kids at home. Doesn't know what to do. He's praying for a breakthrough. Someone raise a fist up high.
The doctor said he might not survive That was seven years ago What a miracle And now there's this new baby girl And with one breath she's changed our whole world Some say she looks like dad But she looks like grace to me Your grace to me A little double entendre there with God of every story sung for us here on Haven Today. No one wins alone. So glad we could spend time with Christian filmmaker Andy Irwin again today. There's something special about a true story, isn't there? Even more special when it's turned into a movie about a Christian who openly still today lives for the Lord. And I think that's what I really like about American Underdog. Yes, you'll see In him, the very real story, the story of Kurt Warner, unfolded as he goes from stocking shelves at a supermarket to becoming a two-time NFL MVP, Super Bowl champion. But there's so much more, and that's why you don't have to be a football fan to watch and enjoy this film. The movie centers on Warner's drive to become a great player, but how his dreams weren't realized until he put the idol of football behind him and decided he would follow Jesus first and provide for his family. American Underdog. It's an inspiring journey of faith and family and determination. It will remind you that life is all about bringing glory to God and not yourself. I want to send you on DVD, American Underdog, for your generous gift to Haven Today. All you have to do is call us right now at 865-HAVEN, 865-HAVEN, or go online, watch that trailer, watch the extra clip from the movie, and make your gift then when you visit haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And don't forget, we still have the book, The Red Sea Rules, one or more copies for your gift as well. Ask about that when you call or read more about it when you go online. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story, not just Kurt Warner's story, the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. 
Have you ever driven through the desert? The American Southwest is full of them. Hot, dry, hardly any shade to be found. Can you imagine traveling across these lands in a covered wagon on your way to California or Oregon? The pioneers had to be made out of tough stuff, but even the toughest can't survive without water. That was one of Israel's problems in the Old Testament, and I don't mean physical water. Here's what the Lord said. My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. Don't forsake the spring of living water. Come to Jesus. Never thirst again. That's his promise to you. Get Anchor devotional in print monthly. Visit getanchor.com.